to The Broken Ukulele. I'm Mark Hunter Leving, and my guest today is Joe Mahoney. Uh, the Broken Ukulele series, which I hope you know by now, uh, we interview Canadian authors, uh, get in a little bit about my series, The Broken Ukulele series, and then primarily advice to 20-somethings in a broken world which unfortunately is still apropos since this was launched, what, three, four years ago. So thanks for coming on, Joe. Absolutely. Thanks for uh, having me. So you're author of A Time and a Place. Please tell us about that a bit. A Time and a Place is a book that uh, I'm embarrassed to say I started writing when I was uh, in my mid-20s and then wrote about, about six pages. And then uh, picked it up again in my early 30s, wrote three chapters, and then finally got serious about it in 2005. And, uh, and then really, and then I spent uh, a year writing the first draft, and then another 12 years perfecting it. So I wish that I was a little bit more prolific and quicker than that, but it takes as long as it takes. It's, uh, it's a time travel, uh, science fiction fantasy time travel adventure about a man um, whose uh, nephew is uh, abducted by a strange entity and he basically has to travel through time and space to um, rescue him. And then it gets into questions of free will and you know, some philosophy and some tongue-in-cheek humor and hopefully, hopefully it was fun to write and hopefully it's fun to read. Well, you've had some great reviews and uh, I haven't read it yet, but I will. It's in my Fun. summer stack, uh, so I will order it. But, uh, and you've also written short fiction. Yes, I, after a time and a place, I put together a, uh, a collection of uh, my short fiction, which, uh, you know, stories that I've, you know, spent my life uh, writing and wanted to get them all in, in one place. And, and also, uh, it was an experiment in, in self-publishing. I wanted to know... The publishing process from beginning to end so it was a it was an exercise in that respect what's next uh there's a couple of things actually um right i just finished uh, writing a memoir about i've always been interested in the uh in the the form of memoir i i love to read memoirs so i i hadn't really planned to to write one but over the years, I've been writing about my career at the, at the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation and a lot of pieces about working in radio. And eventually, one of my friends said, um, you know, you should, uh, you should put that together in a book. And I wasn't sure that it would work as a book, but the idea kind of caught hold. And, uh, and I started working on that. And, uh, and then, lo and behold, I came up with... Uh, you know, a 300-plus page uh, book with, uh, you know, a bit of a narrative arc about, basically about working at CBC Radio from 1988 to uh, 2007, roughly, which is the time I went into management, and it seemed like a good place uh, to stop. Maybe there'll be another book about management in the future. But, um, so that is done. It's uh, with uh, a book designer. I decided to self-publish that one as well for... Uh, a whole bunch of reasons, and uh, and I'm not I don't have a release date yet, but hopefully it will be soon. I'd love to get it out before Christmas. We'll see. Excellent. So well, as you now. know, I'm I'm a big CBC Radio fan, 
Um, if I had been in an alternate universe or actually had been one year earlier leaving uh, Western's grad J school, I would have hopefully spent my life in CBC radio. I love the medium. And uh, podcasting is really just long form radio interviewing. Yeah, despite all the packaging and the dissemination and blah, blah, blah. But it's, uh, it's, it, it'll never go. Yeah, no, there, I think there's always a place for, uh, you know, for, for audio, for content in the form of audio, because people can do so much other stuff while they're listening. And, yeah. You know, I, I visualize, I guess, maybe because I'm a science fiction writer, but I visualize, you know, a thousand years from now, people in spaceships halfway across the universe still listening to audio, you know, as they're flying around the universe. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. And as earbud technology keeps improving, and uh, I remember buying those first, um, the FM radio, I can't remember the brand, I might have been Sanyo. And it was just a little tiny thing with a fairly cheap headphones, but I could listen to FM radio on this little device. Um, and uh, because the, the summer job I had a old truck that didn't have anything in the dashboard and i just fell in love with that whole concept and then along came the walkman uh cassette and then disc and um but audio listening to live radio and informational radio mm. oh i love i love live radio you know listening to it uh making it there's, you know, no experience quite like, uh, you know, working on a live radio show. You're live to the audience. You know, the words go out. It's not like now, so we're recording. We could edit this later if we want. But if this was live, it is what it is. You know? There's no edit. Yeah. Yeah. It's for real. It's authentic. Yeah, there's a, an electricity to it that, you know, that I, I loved when I did it. Well, good for you for surviving so long um, in a tough business. And uh, and uh, thank you, because the, the service you've done for Canadians, CBC has done for Canadians, is immense, especially in this day and age. And so I found myself on a hillside with a very, way too heavy backpack, which I relate in the broken ukulele. Right. And... Um, my phone did not charge properly the night before, and I did not notice. <laughs> so um, I had uh, barely a cell signal, but I had lots of music in my phone, but it was a mute point. And uh, so I brought a, a ukulele, a concert size. You can see it in the background there. Up, up, up oh, there. yeah. Yeah, there it is. That's the actual one. Uh, so I stopped at Mech on the way up to Algonquin bought this thing on a whim and it was 70 bucks you know me and uh the past me doing stupid purchases like that but i said okay i'm going to be up there three days i'm going to learn concert position ukulele chords i knew i know how to play a baritone ukulele which is guitar position chords so you don't have to tweak your brain at all huh. and Literally, it was an hour into the hike, and I put my pack down. It was 85 degrees, 85% humidity. I was dying. 
relatively out of shape, 65 pound pack. When I put the pack down, the ukulele snapped off at the start, oh, the, no. the head start. And I was going, then I said, wait a minute. I don't have to learn concert ukulele chords now. And then and the bright side, yeah. I continued to walk. And I said, you know, um, this is an important lesson to leave with my kids' generation and my students' generation that you have to be able to look at the glass half full and learn from mistakes and also say, okay, this is an opportunity. So that kept me going. So I continued on. The book came out. It was well-received. I wrote a second one. Again, advice for 20-somethings in a broken world. Hmm. And the third one is... I was kind of saving that for post-COVID, but I, we don't know if COVID's ever going to end, really. Yeah, will there be a oh. post-COVID? Yeah. So I have a trip booked, a reconnaissance trip, but the weather's looking terrible, and my my buddy is um, a smart camper, so we're not going to go up into 1,800 feet above sea level in a rainstorm and freeze. So we'll see what happens. What advice would you offer 20-somethings in this absolutely messed up world right now well uh, um do you mind if i tackle your premise first yes absolutely um you say absolutely messed up world um yet earlier you mentioned looking at the glass half full yes so i would suggest that there are parts of the world certainly that are messed up but there are parts of the world where the glasses have full, you know? Because we, we live in an age and a time we were talking about, you know, broadcasting and the media, when um, we are inundated by news and information. And it is, uh, and it's distilled by these media entities, one of which I'm a part, and, and which I have tons of respect for. So, you know, I'm not, um, you know, finding fault with it per se, but, you know, we distill, we distill the bad news. So, you know, and we don't just get the bad news from, from today. Um, you know, we get, we get the bad news from, from the past. We get bad news from the future, climate change, you know. Earlier, before we started recording, we were talking about what could happen with Russia and Putin. You know, and we were speculating that, you know, maybe some bad things will happen. That's bad news from the future. It hasn't even happened yet, you know, yet it's in our, it may never happen, but it's in our brains. Um, we get bad news from, from here. We get bad news from all over the world, you know, and people know this. And yet we, you know, when we live our lives, if we didn't um, have access to the media and newspapers, and we, we might not have the same perception of the world as being, you know, a, a broken place. So, uh, you know, and, they, and others have written about, you know, the long arc of history and how it bends towards justice. And now we, you know, we're seeing instances where, oh, maybe that's not true. But I think it is still largely true. You know, I'd rather live today than just about any other time in the world. You know, even, you know, I look back at... Uh, you know, even the 70s, you know, there was a lot I loved about growing up in the 70s. 
but there is a lot that is better about today than the 70s you know so legalized would... marijuana i mean that's huge <laughs> among other things yeah um so that you know that would so i i just to take a slight issue with your your comment that it is a broken world and and then to segue you know that into you know the advice that you're asking for so that would be my first piece of advice for the 20 somethings because i think they are hammered by this hammered by COVID, hammered by the bad news hammered by what's happening in ukraine yes and that all is 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 definitely a challenge and and, and is trouble but um you gotta you know ult ultimately my advice all leads to the same thing which is to try to foster and nurture a positive attitude no matter what is thrown at you you know and also to you know just take it all with a grain of salt you know just because all these other entities media entities out there whatnot distill the bad news into this overwhelming you know harder to deal with <laughs> substance in your brain um it doesn't actually necessarily reflect reality very interesting we're both parents of kids roughly around the same age 20s yep and since jk they've been terrorized in many ways you're going to burn up uh, I, I think the education system perhaps was too honest with them. I started talking about this with my senior students in their 20s, and they start scratching. You start bringing things up, and they literally, you can see them physically tensing up. And I'm saying, whoa, 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 I'm sorry. I mean, um, and then teaching a lot of issues, management courses and housing, climate change, all of these things are top of mind. Um, and then I share stories when you may have gone through the same thing. I think we're about the same age. Um, when the air raid sirens would go off in my part of Montreal and the nuns would shut the blast curtains and we had to get under the, under the desks in grade one. And if you didn't get quite under there, you got whacked with a ruler. Right. And, um, and it's funny with this threat of nuclear war again, I'm going right back to that time. But it's a very good point, um, especially at this magical time of year here, I'm looking out my window. As of today, everything's come alive. The, the trees have budded. Oh, isn't it terrific? Oh, I love it. I keep my windows open before it gets too hot to do so. And uh, this is magic, walking up into the woods. It just, it's just magic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I walked the dog three times already today, and, uh, and it was glorious each time. So much more oh. pleasant than February. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's a very good point. And live for the day, right? And just live for the moment and try and enjoy that coffee in the morning. And, well, uh, you know, I, I once... Uh, I found myself um, happy one day for various reasons, and and on that on that day I found myself happy. I ran into uh, someone who was obviously homeless, and 
and that it was very jarring and it, it you know put my happiness into stark relief and i asked myself for days afterwards what right do i have to be happy when other people are out there suffering you know and uh, and i don't know that i come up with the right answer but i come up with an answer you know which is similar to what you just said um because you know not long after i was happy something happened to make me unhappy and and then i i kind of realized that you know what when you are happy enjoy being happy because it may not last <laughs> it's probably not going to last and why increase suffering and misery in the world when you have the opportunity from a personal perspective to increase happiness in the world you know you know start with start with yourself and then perhaps it will spread to others and um yeah be happy when you can well thank you and uh, i have to ask about the siberian forest cat because uh, our two households are very cat focused how do you know it's a Siberian forest cat? <laughs> you mean aside from the fact that it speaks Russian? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a dead giveaway. We actually, um, rightfully or wrongfully, we we tend to get our pets from breeders. You know, and we, you know, we we often think, you know, we should we should get a rescue, and, and we've got rescues in the in the past. You know, my family I grew up with, and. Uh, and early in my marriage, we, we got a dog that was, um, you know, that needed a home. But, um, but since then, uh, our two dogs and our cat came from breeders. And the cat came from a breeder uh, of Siberian forest cats. And its parents had been, they had actually gone to Siberia, apparently, and brought back the, the sires the, and, uh, from which this cat came. And... Uh, so unless they were putting one over on us, um, which I which I doubt, um, we think it's a real Siberian forest cat. Love that cat. Very. I I don't even like cats, but I like this cat. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. Um, I played a joke on my eldest daughter. She was curious as to the breed of a cat we had taken in, and so I just flippantly said. I discovered that cat is a Norwegian forest cat. Oh. And I texted that to her. And then she was at that point in grad school or just going to grad school. And she was working in a Starbucks and she had all her coworkers convinced that our cat was a Norwegian forest cat. <laughs> anyway. Well, there probably are cats living in the forest in Norway. So. Oh yeah. I just read recently in National Geographic about uh, Scottish Highland cats. I'm, I'm fascinated. I mean, I, I love dogs too, but uh, we're we're cat family on both households, and uh, and uh, they fascinate me as do dogs. <laughs> I guess we swing both ways here. Yeah, <laughs> that that cat uh, completely won me over because it's it's the friendliest cat I've ever seen. You know which I guess is a hallmark of Siberian forest cats. Well, it's they have to be cat. to survive probably in that climate, you know? Okay, I have to make friends with a human.
And I guess so, yeah. Otherwise, they'll duct tape me to a tree or something. And <laughs> <laughs> can't have that. <laughs> well, Joe, thanks so much for coming on the Broken Ukulele podcast. Very welcome. I wish you the best. Thank you again for um, putting stuff in the universe that's positive. And for also your long career with CBC, because uh, that's been an integral part of our whole Canadian fabric and uh, so important. So thank you for that too. Best of luck on your memoir. I'll look thank forward you. to seeing that. And, um, and please just stay well, stay safe. And if the air raid sirens go off, because they're supposedly still operational out there, they just haven't tested them. Head to the I basement. I haven't heard one for a long time. No, me neither. So, uh, but let's just glass half full. Things will sort itself out, and uh, and we're into this beautiful spring. Yes. Enjoy. Be happy, and uh, all those sentiments right back at you. And thanks for having me on the show. Thank you, sir. Take good care. This is Mark Hunter Living with Joe Mahoney on the Broken Ukulele, uh, where we interview Canadian authors and ask their advice to our very important 20-somethings that are taking over rapidly. Take care, my friend. You too.